Hello, everyone. This is Kim Langling, your host of Let Fear Bounce. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Today's episode, folks, you're going to really get a kick out of my friend, Anita Prentice. She has been a professional photographer and in business for 25 years. She is an absolutely wonderful photographer. And the way that she captures her subjects that she's taking pictures of is just simply, simply amazing. So you're definitely going to want to check out some of her stuff. But listen in, folks, grab your cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I also want to thank my sponsor, Sandy Johnston of Abundant Life Coaching, Consulting, and Healing. She is also the host of her own podcast, Tiara's Tears and Triumphs. She is dedicated to creating a safe space for survivors of abuse to heal, recover, and rebuild their lives. So get in touch with her by visiting sandyj.com.au to get the support to help you rise up in your life and shine your brightest. Now, folks, let's get on with the show. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Kim Langling, your host of Let Fear Bounce. Welcome, welcome to another episode. Today, I have the lovely Anita Buzzy Prentice with me. She comes to us from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She is a portrait photographer and the owner of Buzzy Photography. She focuses on capturing the essence of her subjects to bring out confident, sincere expressions and the magic of loving relationships. She truly feels that her gift is to see the best in each person. Buzzy Photography has been around since 1996. And during the first two months of COVID, the pandemic quarantine, Anita was out there photographing almost 200 portraits. Pictures of people on or near their porches all around the Pittsburgh area. And she felt and knew that she was on a mission to spread love, gratitude, joy, and hope during such a time of fear. Anita, thank you so much for joining me on Let Fear Bounce. I've really been looking forward to this episode. Thank you. Me too. So you and I met about three years ago at a writer's conference you were you were taking pictures as part of a package that the uh, attendees paid for to attend, and you were giving uh, one one free portrait for all of the writers, and I happened to be one of those. So, first off, thank you for that because I still use that picture, and I get all kinds of compliments, and I'm always saying check out Buzzy Photography because that's that's who took it. But thanks again for that several years ago. But it was it was uh, fun to meet up with you then, and now still keep in touch. Great. I'm so glad that that picture worked out for you. That was, it was fun to meet you. And and I'll always remember that conference was an exciting day with filled with writers and ideas. And I'm glad that we're still thinking about collaborating and knowing each other even now. (laughs) I love, I love the creative aspect of, of so many different things. Like at the conference, you know, there was writers and agents and editors and you as a photographer and so many different types I love being in that creative atmosphere surrounded by other people um, of like minds, you know, and, and you can think yeah. outside the box and you see what everybody else is doing. So which which is, you know, my perfect segue into what is it that you are doing now with your photography? Are you on any sort of mission now? Well, creating that book uh, as I was filling out all the online forms and things you had to make your ISBN number. And I, you know, there's like this list came up that and it had all these empty slots. Cause you had to buy like a bunch of them at once or something. And I was like, wait, 
I maybe I'm gonna make more books. <laughs> and up to that point, I hadn't thought about it. I mean, I've I've been a photographer. I I create pictures for people to use for their own stuff, like maybe their picture for their books. But I was like, I never really thought about making my own books. But being at that writers conference and seeing other people creating books just kind of put the idea in my head. And so now what I'm thinking about is um, other stories I can tell about people during the pandemic and their experiences. And uh, hearing so many stories of people being off stage. So my husband is a musician and I take pictures of a lot of performers, a lot of dancers, especially. And the emotions that go along with having your identity changed because you're not able to perform and not able to do what you love and have an audience in front of you. I'm thinking of how to tell those stories and showing the images and the behind the scenes and those heartfelt moments of having that taken away from you. And also what it feels like when you have it given back to you, like those little glimmers of hope that people are seeing, being able to do different creative types of performing on a virtual sort of way or a smaller audience or am I really a performer and why am I performing and what so all these questions that I hear these uh, performers going through that's the story that I'm thinking of telling right now so that's sort of my next book journey that I'm on that is awesome and and folks for you for those of you listening in right now her first book portraits um, with all of those pictures the the pictures are beautiful in this and that she turned that into a book of all these families around the Pittsburgh area, literally on their porches during the pandemic. It's amazing. And she shared them through her social media platforms. And it was just so, it was such a joy to watch that journey. And I have seen many of your pictures that you have taken of the dancers, the ballerinas. Oh my goodness. Looking at your pictures, watching as they come up, I get so excited when you have new ones, especially of the dancers pop up. And I see something different in each picture, even if it's of the same person. You know, say you have a series of six or eight pictures of the same dancer. In each picture, there is an emotion. You have an uncanny, God-gifted ability to pull out something from that, you know, some sort of an emotion. Because I get an emotion, a different emotion with each picture that I see you are, you are amazingly talented. And for, I, I love that you share that with the world on social media. And I thank you for that because it certainly brings me joy to see all those pictures and the dancers themselves outside of being gorgeous. And, um, you know, it seems like perfectly formed, you know? <laughs> like, look at this woman's body. My goodness. She's just perfect. Um, they're just absolutely beautiful. And, you know, there's so you, the way you do it, some of them are so light and airy, and then some of them have a darker feel to it, but not a negative feel. It's, it's very interesting. I just, I love your pictures because I get a different emotion out of looking at each one. And I think that that says an awful lot about the photographer that you can pull that out of a person, you know, the emotion out of a person. So well done lady. I Thank absolutely, you. I enjoy seeing all those pictures. Thank you very much. So are you going to be using some of those in this new, your new, your new journey here in the book? 
Yeah, that's the thought. I'm contacting a lot of the professional local companies and trying to figure out who the superstars are and who the, who's the movers and shakers and yeah. also combining with a woman who runs um, a mental health for dancers organization because um, I really want to tie in the compassion and the love and the support of the community because they're going through a crisis time and even before the pandemic just you know that competition and the challenge i i was a dancer when i was uh, growing up and just it's an intense sort of world and it puts you out there and that you know having to strive to be better and the you know body image and all those things that go along with it the discipline is really tough and it's like a make it or break it sort of world and it's always intrigued me but you know there's nothing like that elation of just being out there and with the costumes and the lights and the you know applause like there is no <laughs> no greater rush like so I feel like I have that memory of of being of having that a little in my life and so when I see that and feel that and and seeing these dancers now, I'm, I'm very drawn to sort of show that feeling and, and that elation through the images and the stories. Um, also combined with that sort of like dark side of like, well, what does it mean if that's all taken away? And like, right. and how does that show in your life? Like, am I a performer in every situation? Like, and how does that affect relationships? And how, what does it mean if I can't do that as a profession? Like, is this, so anyways, it's all very interesting to me. So that's, I'm being drawn to tell these stories right now. Right. And well, and there's a reason for it. So yeah, my goodness, keep following that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to keep following. I'm playing that's with right. it. That's right. Keep following yeah. it. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to, that's, that's exciting. So when you get ready and you've got that put together and it's ready to get out in the world, please, please let me know because I would love to help you uh, just from my platform help you right. get that out in the world and into more hands and in front of more eyes because whether you're a writer or a photographer you, you've got that creative gene in you for whatever reason and so many let let that fear of failure or that not good enough nugget sit on their shoulders and you know I, I've been the same I'm sure you've had those times where you're thinking, what am I doing? This isn't good enough. Why am I even trying? You know, or what was yeah. I thinking even trying to do that? No one's going to like it. We all have those little fears that creep up, or I like to say they, they kind of creep up from behind you and sink in and hang out on your shoulder. Right. You know, and it's those days where you've got to just flick them off. Say, not today. Mm -hmm. Not happening. Dark one. <laughs> you know, get away from me. But it's just... Um, on those times, and we've all had them, what is it that you do? And especially, I guess, during the pandemic, when you just, you know, there was fear floating everywhere, and there still is for for a lot. But in the beginning, last year, a year ago now, there was, you could almost taste it in the air, just, you know, walking out your front door. And then you said, you know what, I'm going to drive around in my car and take pictures of families on their front porch. <laughs> you know? And yes. I thought it was awesome. It was what an awesome thing. And that brought joy and a little bit of, I wouldn't say normalcy, but letting people know hey, we're all in this together. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, don't let, don't let fear keep you locked behind your door, you know, and you're only mm-hmm. you know, twitching the windows, twitching the curtain, peeking out the windows for you. Did you have any sort of fear that you had to work through and then just said, no, I'm doing this anyway. I'm, I'm on a mission now. Oh yeah. I mean, when you talk about those little things that sit there and flick them off, like I, I get those a lot. And also they kind of try to like make you cave into yourself and like round your shoulders and just sink into that fetal position and like give up and just be like, I hide. And, and those times, sometimes you do need to give yourself a break and maybe hide for a little bit or take a rest or whatever. But then something, if you just start give yourself that, if you start to get that little urge, like that fire in your belly, it starts to show up. You need to just let that fill you and just let your shoulders be open and put your hands on your hips and stand tall in your Wonder Woman pose and just look around and just say like, all right, you know what? If this sucks, um, I don't care. (laughs) I'm going to just do this and I don't have to have it all figured out right this second. I just know it's something I want to do and I will figure it out as I go along or I'll ask for help. But when that pandemic started, uh, my friend sent me a um, little news clip. It was just a like two minute news clip from another city of a photographer who was doing these porch portraits. And my first thought was, oh, I'm not going to do that. That's so cheesy. I plus like I'm I don't even know if I want to go anywhere like this. Everybody was like really staying home like. I don't think it's even safe for me to be like doing something like that. And then I, so, and I put it away and I'm thinking about it. And then like later that day, something, it was really physical. I just really felt this something rising in me and something like, like this calling it's like almost felt like, and I just was like, I need to do this. And I don't know why I just need to do it. It was calling my name. It's like scream. Yeah. And I just made, I called my friend and I said, you know what? I can I just do like a sample photo of you on your porch because like I don't have this like crazy idea of doing these crazy porch pictures and she's like yeah I would love that actually so went and did it and before you know it I had like such an enormous response I had so many people and then I got this article and then all these strangers I even know were trying to so uh, before you know it I had like this I had a I had lists laid out all over the place, maps lit. I, I ended up shooting uh, around 250 when it came to the end, like when it started, like, but I had to go on the computer and like Google maps and map out neighborhoods to try to figure out what made sense, like where to go right. and how to get there and what made sense and try to like group people together and who I called and who I texted and who I emailed and what their names were. And it was a lot, you know, and then I would shoot them all like five or eight a day locations and every day I went for about like 40 some days literally straight without a break of any kind I'd come home and I would work on all the images on the computer and get them their images like really fast so I was just like right so that's it was just this drive I it was beautiful it felt like I just had to do it and what why why I felt like I needed to do it was just the response. I I felt so much love and joy when I would see those faces and these people just were like, thank you for like bringing like a bright spot in our days. Like we can't thank you enough, like just to do something fun and different and to, 
just be with the people that we love here and to have a picture of this time and something to commemorate this that's like a positive thing like this is this is a big deal this is like a something in history that we will never forget this will be in history books this is a huge ordeal and we are living through this and i feel like i'm on a mission to spread a positive message of love and connection and community so that's what portrait is all about and i love it because when as as i was watching that journey because i'm thinking she is running herself ragged and i know all the back end <laughs> stuff it's not just going out and taking pictures like you were saying getting your maps out and the names and keeping in contact with people and keeping lists and keeping everything organized that's a tremendous amount of work that's not even you know thinking about once you get the pictures and you need to go through all of them and maybe edit them or retouch or whatever Yes. then put it all into a book that is hours and hours and hours and a lot of people probably don't realize that and you and you did all of that simply because you wanted to spread joy and light instead of fear and darkness because so many around the world were letting that the negative the fear the darkness settle and yes. there is always rays of light out there always you yep. have to keep your eyes open and look for them. Don't hide from them. Look for them. And I think that on your mission for that, you were certainly a ray of light for so, so many in the Pittsburgh area. So I commend you for that. That's just awesome. Awesome. Thank stuff. you. Thanks. And I'm really looking forward to your new one that you have coming out when it, when you're, as you're working on it. I love it. So Thanks. for you and your family, how did you deal with the, when the pandemic, you know, came and everyone all of a sudden said, stay home, don't go anywhere, wear a mask, wash your hands constantly. It was always this, it was like darts coming at us and it didn't matter if you were on your phone, on your iPad, on the radio, on television. I honestly, last March, turned off my television and haven't watched it since. Yep. I don't, I don't watch news. I don't listen to the news. Um, and I kept telling jokingly, you know, to friends and family, I could easily become a recluse. I could very easily become a recluse and be quite happy about it. <laughs> then I was like, no, that's, that's not me. You know, I, I can't hide away in my house or under a rock and I can't let fear settle to work to the point where it changes my life for the negative. So for you and your family, what did you guys put into play or put into practice to help that fear bounce? Well, yeah, I, we, I didn't put the news on or any kind of, it just would just enhance that icky darkness. And I thought, I want to know the facts. So I thought I'm going to go to the source and find some people who know the facts and just ask them and ask them to let me know if anything changes. <laughs> so, so luckily my best friend who helped me write the portraits book, she helped me gather the stories. She is like works in the healthcare industry. And so she had access to like firsthand information and would tell me good information on how to handle stuff. When, when and how to wear a mat and like all this facts, she was right. like, on it. so she was my, resource through this whole situation and still is that's the way i felt we handled it and, and we just tried to like like those little things that come on your shoulders and make you cave in i just felt like 
all that stuff that can that can really smother you and really try to like stop you in your tracks and it doesn't have to it really doesn't right no i agree it's there's so much of it is mindset your own personal mindset and, and mm -hmm. for me for me personally was there some fear there absolutely because it was a real thing you know and it is continues to be a real thing um and in december i myself ended up having a mild case of kona i i tell kona corona i tell people i'm like yeah i i hung out with rona for for a few weeks um it wasn't fun i didn't have to be hospitalized or anything like that which you know thank goodness for that but i definitely had it for um the entire holiday season so it was me oh. quarantined in my house with my dog and we celebrated you know christmas and new year's just me and my dog <laughs> and yeah. but that was fine even then i wasn't fearful i i i i am cognizant of what it is i need to do to stay safe but i'm not letting fear run that like oh i can't do this and i can't do that i try and keep my life as normal as possible and just mm -hmm. being and i'm just aware of what i'm doing i'm more aware of oh, okay maybe i should maybe not go to that because there is going to be a massive amount of people right that will not be wearing masks or anything like that so i'm i'm careful and i do what's right for me for me personally for kim right. um so i didn't i decided you know and that's how this this whole podcast the name for it came about because in talking to people at the beginning all it was was fear 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 and I, I was looking at people as I'm having a conversation with them and with every single one of them, I said, why are you letting fear win? And they were stopped and they had to think about it. And I said, I'm letting fear bounce. I'm not negating the fact that this is all very serious, but I'm certainly not going to let fear run my life. I'm letting it bounce. And that's how this whole thing came about. And then one day I thought, eh, I think I'm going to start a podcast called let fear bounce. <laughs> so I did. And I wanted to let people know and show people, show other people that might still be living in fear. You know, yeah. there is still light and joy and fun and laughter out there and things that you can do. Just be careful. Just be yeah. careful and use common sense, you know? Right. And I know that so many, and I know some myself who have lost loved ones um, through this pandemic. Uh, typically they're older folks um, and it turned into t t pneumonia and, you know, all kinds of these other things that happened. So, I, you know, there's so much grief and sadness and fear involved in all of that. And it's, it's such a joy to find people like yourself that are doing stuff to spread light instead of spreading fear. And yep, it's all what you're focused on and it's all a choice, moment to moment, a choice. I completely agree. Yes. It's what you choose. I choose to let fear bounce. <laughs> yep. Me too. And if you feel it, it's not like it's not there and it's not like it's not serious, but you feel it, you make smart choices and then just choose not to dwell on it and just, just let it bounce off. Right. And you gotta live. We only have one life. Mm-hmm. And we need to live it. We we're put on this planet to live that life and live it with purpose. So yep. by golly, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. That's right. <laughs> so with your photography, you said you've been in, in business since 1996. Yeah. 
is photography something you always wanted to do or how did you how did you come into that i was more a performer than anything um, up till then like through high school and college i was a singer dancer actress model like I like to be in front of the camera. And then once I got a hold of a camera, I was like realizing that the pictures that I always wanted to see of myself, I was kind of frustrated. I had never had those. Like I never got pictures of myself when I was in the front of the camera that looked like me. And I thought, I, what I really want to do is take pictures of people who look, that look great, but also look like themselves. I wanted the combination of the well-posed, gorgeous people, <laughs> but real so that their personalities can come through. And also to get people who are very uh, like afraid of cameras or never seen a good picture of themselves to take what I learned as a performer or with by posing dancers or actors and to help people who have a hard time being in front of the camera and help them know how to be a little bit more confident or glamorous or whatever, just by knowing how to position themselves. So it was like, once I got that camera and started taking pictures of people, it just, it was like a bonfire. It just like, was like, I, it was, a I was born to do it. And it, all of a sudden all my friends who I was taking pictures of for these classes, like their parents would like want to order eight by tens and stuff that back. At, I was had my own dark room and I just like, was like, this is happening. Like, I guess this is my job or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I just started learning by going and assisting other photographers. And um, I went to Allegheny college and got like a nice broad array of, Good. I, I'm glad I went there because I got good writing skills and communication. And just you know, got to know a lot of different types of people. And yeah, Allegheny, started, Allegheny yeah. College is ten minutes from me. Oh really? Oh yep. my god! I, yep, me that's that's where I live. I live in that neck of the woods. Oh, pretty country town. <laughs> that's was, right. That is right. Off the beaten path up there. So, <laughs> yeah, on the, so on the I'm way, glad I went there. That's what people say on the way to Erie. On, on their way to Erie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of how that all started. And that's 25 years I've been in business, so it's time to celebrate. <laughs> it is. That is amazing. Yeah, 25 years. Wow. Good for That is cause for celebration. It is. That's amazing. Good for you. Congratulations on that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so during your, and I know 25 years, you've probably met amazing people that you've been yeah. photographing or photographing, photographing, yes, photography, <laughs> photographing. And do you have any stories or one or two that, that just stand out and have just so touched you, touched your heart? Oh, so many. I, I mean, I know. Holy cow. Like, I just have to tell you just one that jumped in my mind because you know, things happen for a reason that I need to just tell you. Okay, so I've shot at least three or 400 weddings. I lost count at some point, but this wedding was just, just over the top. Like they had trumpeters at the entrance doors to St. Bernard's and which is this huge, gorgeous stone church. And um, they 
brought in a dance floor to the William Penn that was hand painted from New York City. And like just everything about this wedding was oh, like over the top gorgeous. And I mean, the bride didn't have a bouquet. She had like, you know, flowers just trailing behind her. <laughs> like everything was beautiful. There's like, what, like, and you're just walking around like, who are these people? Like that this is happening. Like what is going on here? And so the, the father of the bride stands up to give the toast at the reception and it's steak and lobster. And each guest goes home with a Lennox crystal bell, you know, like it, <laughs> I could go on here. Yeah. So anyways, um, he stands up to give his toast and the whole room is just like silent. Like what is, what he, could he possibly say, you know? <laughs> he just holds his glass up and he just says, I am so blessed. And he just stood there and everybody was just like silent and he just like tears were coming down and you were looking around everybody was just like, it felt like the whole room felt it like that he felt it, they felt it like, and he just wanted to share it with everybody and those families loved each other and just, it was just such a feeling of love and joy and like sharing and like, let's just party, like, let's just like <laughs> celebrate, like, and I just, I love feelings like that in life when people have experienced abundance and it doesn't always have to be material. It can also just be emotional, like that they just want to like bring everybody together and just like share it and, and all love each other and, and feel joy and love. And so anyways, that's just one of a bazillion stories I could tell you of, of you know, places that one, that and emotions. Yeah. That, that's that's wonder and though. That's yeah. powerful. I mean, short and sweet and to the point and packs a punch. Yeah. I am so he didn't have to go on and on or like, well, you know, that's all I needed to say. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> that's actually perfect. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that because even, even thinking about it, I get, I'm a, I'm a very visual person. So I get like these mental images in my head. So as you're explaining that and describing it, I'm picturing it in my head and how silent it must have gotten. And he's just standing there and all he says, heartfelt, I am so blessed. And there was probably a very pregnant pause after that. Even the people working there were like ready to pour or something or whatever. Like they were waiting, you know, usually a toast goes on for a while. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can picture it in my head and feel it. What an amazing thing. What an amazing yeah. memory. Yeah. And you, were, and you were able to take part and be a part of that special moment. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, can I tell you one more thing? Oh, absolutely. Okay, sure. One time um, I met the probably the most amazing person I think I may have ever met. And it was Fred Rogers, um, who is like my most- Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. So, um, and for those of you listening, Mr. Rogers had a television show for children, and he was actually from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yes. So for those of you who might not know who we're talking about, Google Mr. Rogers, and you will know exactly who we're talking about, and he just happens to be from Anita's hometown. Oh, just the most full of love and compassion person I could ever 
talk anyway. So he was um, walking down uh, the street and I was in my car. So he lived in like my neighborhood. And there would be welcome to the yeah, my neighbor. <laughs> of him and people would say, I saw Mr. Rogers. So I saw him and I was like, oh, I would love to just meet him and shake his hand or something. So there was nowhere to park. And I see he was just walking on the street and there was no parking space. So I was like, oh, forget it. So I pull around the corner and I parked my car and I get out and he's walking right towards me. <laughs> so he was, I was just on his path somehow. And so I walked up to him and I took my glove off and I said, hi, Mr. Rogers. And I started crying and I said, can I shake your hand? I was like shaking. <laughs> and, and he shook my hand. He took his other hand and like did the real nice handshake. And I said, it is an honor to meet you. I said, you do such wonderful things for children. And he said, as slow as can be, total Mr. Rogers, he said, do you work with children? And I said, sometimes I'm a photographer. And he said, it takes a special eye to be a photographer. And I was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> You're like, I'm talking to Mr. Roger. <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> so anyways, I just, I was, I'm so glad I got to meet him because he just means the world to me. So yeah, what a, what a cool encounter. What a cool. Yeah. And I can, I can picture, I can hear him saying that it takes a special eye to be a mm -hmm. real slow. Yes. And so gentle. <laughs> mm -hmm. the way he portrayed himself and spoke. I mean, I remember watching him when I was little and I had my daughter who's now 31 watch him when she was little and he was always just, I would sit there and watch with her and think, I watched this when I was her age. What an amazing legacy this gentleman has and 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 left for yeah. all of us that had that had that opportunity, that were blessed by that opportunity to be able to watch that show. It, he just offered everything so gently. Just so calm and just that inclusiveness and that emotions are okay. I mean, that was... He was a radical during his time. Yes, yes. If you look back over over the history and the time period that he even when, when he was starting that show, he he yeah. pushed, he pushed the envelope on a lot of things and said, he "No, did. I will have this person on my show." Mm-hmm. And I even as a child just could sense that he was a big deal. Like I just loved him. Yes, he was one of a kind. One yes. of a kind. Because you certainly don't see stuff like that on TV anymore. Right. He was very special. I'm yes. very honored to have had him part of my life. And even even though he didn't know me except for that one little 30-second encounter, I just felt like he was he meant a lot to me growing up. I yes. would sit and watch his show and just I gained a lot of Oh, I know you'd be glued to the television. You know, yeah. just be, I, I know I was. <laughs> yeah, just mesmerized. Yes. That nobody I knew talked like that or was so open and just generous with his time and patient and kind like like him. And you're right, I because we don't know a lot of people like that. Yeah. You know, that are so genuine. Right. About just it. Just talking like right to you, like, 
the documentaries about him would talk about the children's responses like you know a lot of times teachers will just you know be like talking but just like the way he would really just that was so unique as a child to just have somebody really just engaging with he was magical i just i i, that is, I think that's right that's the right word to use so I've, I've watched the documentaries on him too. And I'm just, I'm always enthralled watching those as well. And I'm thinking he was so much more than, than I even thought. Yeah. I'm glad other people appreciate that too. Cause he when I was little, I thought it was just me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. I thought I was like, he was my best friend and nobody else knew him. <laughs> That's how he made you feel. Yeah, and did. there is there is a magic to that because not many people have that quality. Yeah, he just made you feel like you were so special, and he'd spent and he made me feel that way when I met him. Like he just would have stood there and talked all day. Yeah, what an amazing thing! Too bad you didn't have your camera with you that day. <laughs> Could have got yourself a selfie with you. And <laughs> Can we have a selfie? <laughs> What a cool story. Oh, wow. That is so cool. That is so cool. Yeah. So, As we wrap up here today, this has been an absolute joy. I've loved having you on, Anita. Thanks. As we wrap up today, do you have anything that you would like to leave our listeners with? Maybe it's a tip or maybe it's just something from your heart that you want to share with others that, you know, they can carry with them as, as they close out their day. Flick off those negative gremlins and stand in Wonder Woman pose and take a deep breath and let fear bounce. I love the Wonder Woman pose thing. <laughs> love it. Love it. Because you know what? Sometimes you physically have to, you physically have yeah. to put yourself in that pose or yeah. you, you verbally, you have got to say something out loud. And, you know, I sit there and I say, you know, when I do my pose, cause I call myself at home, I call myself, I am the queen of my own realm. You know, my house, my yard, the woods surrounding me, that is my realm for me and my dog. And so I say, I am the queen of the realm and, you know, this is my realm. Sometimes I do my little Wonder Woman pose, but I, I am a firm believer in if you are taking something and you're saying it with confidence and you're saying it out loud, you're claiming it. Mm -hmm. And like you said, knock those gremlins off your shoulder, put yourself in your Wonder Woman stance, claim it and let fear bounce. Claim it. Say it out loud and claim it. Yep. There's our lesson for today, children. <laughs> and you are special just the way you are. <laughs> That's right. That is right. That is right. Now I feel like, well, you know, we should start humming the Mr. Rogers tune. That's right. We could close out by singing and a won't song. you be my neighbor? <laughs> Thanks again, Anita, for joining me on Let Fear Bounce. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I would love to have you on again. Closer to the time that you got that second book rolling around and wrapping up, please keep in touch and let me know how that's going because that would be super exciting, and I would love to help you share, share the great word about that when you get to that point. Great. Thank you very much, Kim. Have a great day. You too.